Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's beginning to feel a lot like Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. My name is Marcus Speller. Jim Campbell's with us. Hello. Luke Moore's with us. All right. And that man, Pete Donaldson, is here. Good evening. the weekend or near enough when you'll be hearing this <laughs> when you'll be hearing this <laughs> hear me now <laughs> yeah it's preview time where we talk about those footballs that are coming up very very soon we can look backwards a little bit though of we've course. had a full complement of Premier League matches yeah, to be fair, I, think footballs. I think it'd be foolish not to mm. a full programme <laughs> yeah, all right <laughs> Using the P word very early on. As they say um, in um, in Premier League parlance now, which Mm. is very much aping the American sport Mm. uh, arena, match week 16. Is that right? They call it match week. We all know it. Yeah. Lovingly. On Google, when you you type in the referee searches to see who's refereeing refereeing what match, they say, um, Mm. the Premier League say, match officials confirmed for match week 16. That's right. So does the midweek fixture count as 16 and the weekend fixture? It's just on a round of games. It's just on a round of games. Right. Why why do they call it match week then? It's three weeks in two weeks. If, if, for example, you have match match week 14 and there's an international break, Mm. two weeks hence, there's another game. You lose a week. You don't. It's still called it match week fifteen oh, or sixteen. It's just I'm a round of games. It. Yeah, it's yeah. the it's the, imperial, right. it's the imperial system. The farce right. is what we've still not <laughs> onto the metric. If you take yet. ten minutes after, I can t- I can explain to you properly. <laughs> I'm still calling it the Barclay uh, card. Premier League. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Doing the Owen Coyle <laughs> Barclay card Premiership. <laughs> the Patrick Barclay Premier League, mm, yeah. <laughs> as he would definitely like to call it. Indeed, mm. uh, Manchester City are playing Arsenal, Jim. This is an enormous one. For both teams, they yep. are chasing those Chelsea's. They it's the thigh rubber of the weekend, isn't it? It really is. And yeah. I mean, the danger here for both City and Arsenal is that it's a draw. Chelsea keep murdering everyone, and then that puts them even further ahead. That's, that's, that's the worry. Although I think, obviously, Arsenal's loss to Everton was to trick Bayern. Uh, into a false sense of security. I think we yeah, have a similar fe- thing with February when they play them. February, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, so, so they don't do any research. Okay, from now right. and then. they look at that and go, oh, they're rubbish. Yeah, and then they won't watch us again. Yeah, it's going <laughs> to be very convincing come February. Then, isn't well, it? we'll see, won't we? It's yeah. been very convincing in the past. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a tricky one. It's, it's it's must win for both teams. Um, and, Arsenal's, and, Arsenal's record against uh, City recently is good. They haven't, I think, they're undefeated in the last six games. It is good, but um, their record against Pep Guardiola obviously isn't great. And Guardiola's been making a lot of noise at the moment about how you know different the Premier League is from what he's experienced before there's a lot of sort of you know the ball's in the air a lot and he's, he's trying to adapt to that um, Arsenal play a style that suits his that style <laughs> so it could be that, yeah. it could be a difficult trip hmm. well, it will I, definitely be a difficult well, trip it, is it, is it, should they start Olivier Giroud then 
play yeah, a few long balls. Yeah, I mean, Giroud, Giroud loves scoring against City, so it wouldn't be the worst idea. But surely, Jim, that, that would be an idea, because if, if, if Pep Guardiola struggles against the long ball or his Manchester City side, my goodness, just, just, it should be party time yeah. in the Premier League for everybody else. Move it? it up to um, handsome Olivier. Yeah, exactly. We're trying to get away from that. Guardiola comes over here, is meant to kind of bring a beautiful style of football, and then we think, actually, let's revert back to what we know, <laughs> and we should reap the it's rewards. Great. It's great. It's, it's the, <laughs> the sort of very English joy of just being a sod. For the sake but of I, I like the, yeah. I like that as a, a percentage of football fans and percentage of the media who are taking it very personally and mm. seeing it as like yeah. an almost personal crusade mm-hmm. and will take credit if Guardiola fails fails in quotes in the Premier League and mm. they are almost so desperate for it to happen they're in my opinion they're almost firing the gun straight away saying mm. it's happened already like, right, oh, he, okay. he doesn't like it does he oh yeah he comes over here the Premier League's a bit different with his and, shoes and, and, yeah, and the, yeah quite uh, that, that was me though wasn't it with the shoes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but they're so but they're so fascinated by by essentially the what you would call the product the mm. Premier League product that a lot of tabloid journalists and a lot of football people generally in the media yeah. are, are so proud of this product because mm-hmm. it's probably because they haven't got anything to talk about the national team at the moment it, it, it is and a good product it, no it is yeah it is um, it's our bread and butter but, but, they're, but they're so proud of it they really really want someone mm-hmm. that they see as bookish and and a bit non-traditional and a mm-hmm. bit introspective and a bit um uh, educationally minded who won't to, give them the quotes to really. fail in it yeah. so it's exactly the same like Wenger is now <laughs> it's, it's exactly the same way because he won't because they essentially want to convince themselves that the Premier League is a league that won't bend to his will mm-hmm. and they like that and to mm-hmm. me it's exactly the same reaction they, they, they showed with AVB at Spurs mm-hmm. where they didn't like his style they didn't like the cut of his jib they didn't like the fact that he was quite a thoughtful technically minded guy and, and it's really interesting to see how they've shot their bolts so early with this and they've almost they're already on the way to deciding that Guardiola is a failure and they will take it personally very 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 They'll be very prideful about it if Guardiola doesn't win the league this mm. season. They'll be very much threatened by the idea that, mm. like, you know, anyone from anywhere else actually has a better way of doing things. That in some way the Premier League is unsophisticated. You know, it, yeah. is that I idea that this that, is the best I, league in the world. No, it's that old thing again. That idea of anyone from from elsewhere. I mean, Antonio Conte is getting I'm, a lot of praise. I'm talking about the worst sort of dregs of the tabloid. Um, well, no, I, I don't think it's that. I just think it's that he he is seen rightly or wrongly as not paying fealty to the product and even though Guardiola's not actually said that I mean Guardiola said uh, only this week that it's it's an English style of football I need to adapt to it's different yeah. for me to be I fair, take yeah. time to, and, and so but on the other side of that on the flip side of that I read Sky Sports saying uh, earlier today that he's used eight different formations in 26 games so <laughs> maybe he's trying a little bit too hard <laughs> well, talking about this Phil Neville leapt to his defence didn't he on match of the day midweek mm. saying that it was pathetic the criticism that Guardiola's getting yeah. I did, I, did he you, say that Loris Carrius was the most <laughs> pathetic yeah <laughs> Pep went to but our, it's not pathetic yeah. the went, criticism the, the Liverpool goalkeeper's getting <laughs> absolutely bang on correct <laughs> uh, but yeah Pep Guardiola went to thank uh, Phil Neville and Phil Neville said he should shut his mouth yeah. um, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, wait for the punchline, Phil. Yeah. But uh, with Guardiola, it is very interesting, and I, and I, I take the points um, about the way the media are treating him. I think it's because he came as regarded as the, the best manager in the world. Mm. Well, and also he didn't go straight to the Premier League, and I think that put a lot of noises out. What, of last time round, yeah, last time round, when he went to Germany instead. That's a fair point, actually. Like, oh, oh. And of all the places to go to, Germany as well. <laughs> Enjoy your sausages, oh, Pep. That country, they're just like us, but better. <laughs> In every conceivable way. That's a personal well, slight. Cricket. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right, they're yeah, not all right. Do they play cricket? Maybe they don't know about it. Yeah. We should, yeah. Don't, we should don't, don't tell them. About don't it. tell them. <laughs> do not tell the Germans <laughs> about the cricket. cricket yeah. I mentioned it once, but I think I got away with it. <laughs> 
but it is an intro. I think the, the, obviously we're talking about Guardiola because he isn't doing so well, and I, and, and Jose Mourinho is the only person to have stopped Pep Guardiola winning a league title. By the way, mm. yeah, I think we said this before, but I think there's too much made of that. He stopped Guardiola winning a league title once. Yeah, so he's the only person. Uh, his record against Guardiola head to head is actually quite poor. No, but the, the, the fact that I just dished out is correct. It's not. It's not. <laughs> Thanks, it's not Marcus. About, no, but it's not about Jose Mourinho. It's about Pep Guardiola. That statistic. In other words, whenever he has a league campaign, he's pretty much going to win it. And he said himself as well. I'm not used to not winning the league, which mm. is again fair enough. Yeah. A bit like Zlatan Ibrahimovic, really. I think. I can, see, I can who... see why the press want to give him a bit of a slap when he says stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> what I would say is that um, with uh, Olivier Giroud, you think uh, he's only good coming off the bench, though. So you'd yeah. have to bring him on in the. First that's, minute, if you wanted not, to get the most out of him, <laughs> that's, that's not entirely true. He's very effective from the bench, but and the problem with Giroud, obviously, is he's not had much game time, so he's going to be mm. a little bit rusty. And when Olivier Giroud is rusty, he done fall over. Him. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the thing he's is, like the Tin Man. He, he he would be a nice time for him to to play well against Man City mm. because defensively they are they, again they they look poor. As I said a couple of weeks ago on, on the show. They don't really want look like they want to do the basic things properly. Yeah, mm. and, and, and I know this, and, and I'm, I'm sort of loath to say this, but you know, like a week or two ago when they were beaten by Leicester, mm-hmm. it was terrible weather, wasn't it? It was, <laughs> hammer- well, it, was, it, wasn't. it was hammering it down with rain. Well, okay. And I know I'm loath to say it, but part of me thinks, oh, is that a factor? Really? <laughs> I, I don't really like it. <laughs> well, greasy surfaces, uh, people know, are going to drop passes. Most of those players have been playing here for a long but time. Actually, no, but I can imagine Guardiola walking around behind before the game starts, like in the rain, having a massive tantrum, going, Where I come from, this game would be called off. Yeah. <laughs> we, would, we would play. It's, it's below us, it's beneath yeah. us. Well, it might get to the end of the season and, and they'll have won the league. They'll have turned it around and won the league, and Guardiola will go, I deliberately lost every wet and windy game <laughs> yeah. just to show you I could still win the league. That's not how we play football, where I come from. <laughs> Well, actually, better teams who like the ball on the deck often water the pitch beforehand, don't they? They do. I think, I so think, they would probably like it. I, I don't think you'll find a Premier League pitch now that's not watered before a game. Possibly. Mm. No. It, but it absorbs water very well as well, the modern... What, Pep Guardiola? <laughs> <laughs> Peter, could you do a feature on things that absorb water very well? Yeah. Uh, not bounty... Now. What? Not now. I'm just making a list now. Bounty. Oh, okay. okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mean, people's yeah, hair. Yeah. Some people's hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Pep Guardiola exactly would be yeah. one who would be useless. I imagine yeah. one of those Pep Guardiola cashmere sweaters probably would as well. Yeah, I, I, I'd take that. Yeah. I, it's not heavy. It's not heavy mixed, though, is it? Really, no, it you need something a bit more. Um, it's the finest cashmere, a bit more sheepy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Probably looking more like a merino, merino wool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Guardiola talks about the second ball in yeah. English football. He's changed his tune on that very quickly, hasn't he? <laughs> he is, yeah, and also about about tackles, but. Actually, is that not fair enough? A lot of managers would say, "No, well, this is my philosophy," and they would appear to be quite stubborn. Now, Guardiola has some of the, the quotes you could say he's been quite stubborn, and he has been in the past as well. Although it's been to his credit, but this time he it, maybe he's saying, "You know, what, I actually I'm, I'm, I'm working mm. out the, the the runnings of of this league, which mm. is fair enough." And by the way, when we talk about English football, it tends to be won by people who aren't English. How <laughs> dare he not spend all of his time in Spain and Germany just watching the Premier League mm. week in week out, every well, single. In a, in a, second in a of bar it. in the bar um, that serves like full roast dinner, <laughs> yeah. and another TV has no, like, reruns of Only Fools and Horses all day yeah, breakfast and the coronation <laughs> all day breakfast <laughs> the coronation and you'll eat those mushrooms. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I, um, I also do think, though, that he's inherited quite a poor defence anyway. Mm. I mean, it's the, the Man City's defence, generally speaking, is probably a bit of a broad brushstroke, but they do, when the company's not on top form and not in the team defensively, they mm. do it like they fall yeah. apart a little bit. They've had players who, who either best years are behind them in the Premier League, like Kolarov and Zabaleta, or who've never really been fully up to it consistently. Otamendi, um, Di Michaelis. Stones. Um, Stones yeah. is obviously still, still learning this is trade. Is Di Michaelis still there? 
Well, no, but I'm just talking right, as, as City as a defensive unit over the last few yeah. years generally. And um, the other player, Mangala, who's obviously gone away on loan now. So it's something that he's not had an awful lot of time to put right defensively. And, and you never know, he may do so mm. uh, in the next transfer window. It's, it's a thing we see in the Premier League all the time, isn't it? I guess it's because it's such a sort of rough and tumble league and it is very, very fast. It is it is very tough to get a sort of cohesive defensive unit, actually. Um, Chelsea seem to be doing it very only well. Chelsea but they've Chelsea gone to a back three, haven't they? So, but only know, Chelsea and Spurs have... have um, have really done that this season mm. so far. Pep had, a, Pep had a long time to take the job, though, didn't he? Remember, he was kind of waiting in the wings for a long time. It was offered in about 2009. Yeah. yeah, so he should really know everything he needs to know about the Manchester City squad and about the people around it. About, about everything. everything. Yeah. I mean, he has been no excuses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, listen, if, if you think Arsenal um, can get a result at, at, the, at the weekend and they've got a good record, good head-to-head record against Man City, they're 23 to 10 with Bet365. Um, so £10 on that will return £33, including stake. Mm. That's decent. Well, Arsenal last six points behind Chelsea. Man City is seven points behind Chelsea. Maybe Pep needs to take a leaf out of Antonio Conte's book because he banned fizzy drinks and fruit juices at Manchester City, whereas Antonio Conte and the boys are having a beer after the match. Yeah, but Antonio Conte is a sort of manager who will let you have a beer after the match, but you'll be very clear in like no uncertain terms that at any point he could take that right away from you. <laughs> yeah, and you'll be on a treadmill <laughs> while you're drinking it. Just, <laughs> yeah, just burn yeah. it off as you drink yeah, as it. As you do it. Yeah. He'll, he'll have his bottle, he'll be ready to sort of like clink it underneath the bottle so it, um, it kind of up. fizzes up in yeah. your face. No, you clink it on top, don't you? No, on the bottom. No. You use the top of your bottle on t- underneath theirs. Do you? Yeah. That'll do, that'll do your own drink, Pete. No, sabotage. With Jokes Pete on you. Yeah, no, because the bulls have got to come to the bottom. No, we're not going through this now. You're wrong. You are wrong. You are <laughs> we'll wrong. get emails. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Um, and we'll put it to the test on, on the next on Ramble Saturday. tour. <laughs> yeah. um, but we've got the Ramble Christmas uh, drinks on Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. I'm, then. I'm with Luke We'll on this film one, it. Um, yeah. I think that uh, Conte, he said just one beer. Oh, did he? Okay, so I have one beer. That's fine, yeah. And if you have another beer, then... You imagine John Terry, round, John Terry walking in face. with a four-litre bottle of beer. <laughs> <laughs> Just the one yeah, bottle yeah, for me. Yeah, 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 you're on your team, you can do what you want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, can, you can drink four of them, yeah. um, <laughs> if you want. Um, speaking of booze, Yaya Toure in a bottle of This is so weird. How yeah. is Yaya Toure so consistently weird? He, oh, his um, birthday thing and his <laughs> agent thing. He was dished out a... Um, because he, he he said, "Oh, um, I I didn't intentionally drink it. Mm-hmm. I thought the uh, the coke tasted funny, mm-hmm. but I didn't intentionally drink because I think he's quite a devout Muslim. He, is, he yeah. doesn't drink. And I think um, the judge believed it. Yeah, but the judge the judge believed that he didn't do it intentionally, but he didn't believe that um, he didn't know he had drunk it afterwards. Oh, right, yeah. Because yeah, I thought it was quite brilliant. He said he said something like, "I didn't intentionally drink it. I didn't know there was brandy in the coke. However, when it came to driving home, I felt a bit tired. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was better at donuts <laughs> that I remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he was dished out the largest ever financial sanction." For any um, drink driving case in UK legal history, is that right? Uh, what? Apparently, what? there's no um, three hundred pounds. No, there's no there's no <laughs> upper limit on how much you can be fined to be caught in caught ah. drink driving. And he was fined uh, fifty four thousand pounds. Yeah, because cl- clearly they were they were thinking about it. Right, he should be fined uh, five hundred and forty pounds. Do you know how much he's on? Yeah. Fifty four thousand. Yeah. <laughs> one thing I found interesting about reading around the case was that. He's paid. He was paid apparently, according to the. To, I don't know if it's the court papers, but it was certainly reported that he was paid two hundred thousand pounds a week. But his apparently his lawyer successfully argued that his net pay was fifty four thousand pounds a week. Mm. So when everyone talks about footballers' wages mm. being so high, hundred forty odd thousand pounds a week tax. He's yeah, paying. We, we need that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice one, yeah, yeah. Get off his back. He's only on fifty four grand a week. Yeah. <laughs> I take I'll the brandy in his cock for that. It is a fair point. <laughs> I like the thought that um, Yaya was did realise that he'd accidentally imbibed some alcohol. 
I was like, oh, Colo, you couldn't drive us home, could you? I, I can't. I've, I've had too much cowpole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How is this always happening to us? I just, th- I just think that uh, it's sad that um, in 2016, I've just sort of, when I hear a story like that, I think, yeah, he, he probably did not mean to do it. So, like, oh, footballers have got really boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie me. Um, go over to Arsenal. Michael Owens said that Arsenal are not designed for the physical battles in the Premier League. Based on his communication skills alone, I don't think Michael Owen could pass the Turing test. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, Owen said that when Arsenal fight hard, it's a passing type of fighting hard. Is that what you mean, Tim? Yeah. <laughs> it's like when Pete Cameron does this show and is really hungover and he knows he's got to make a contribution, so he just says something. <laughs> that's Michael Owen's whole no. career. Hang on, I'm, I'm never Pete hungover on a Monday. No, that's true, actually. That's that's true. Yeah. yeah. And I work it, Monday to Thursday, so I can't drink during the week. It's, it's hell. Yeah. My life well, is hell. To be, to be fair, Pete, still drunk still counts. Yeah. <laughs> but your favourite drink is a funny Coca-Cola. Yeah. <laughs> uh, better news for Arsenal, though, is that uh, Justin Bieber was seen uh, out running in an Arsenal away kit with, with six Bieber on the back, Jim. Is that Coquelin's oh. number? It's Coquelin, mm, is yeah. yeah. Ooh, that, I don't know if that is good news. I, I would rather have Francis Coquelin on the pitch than Justin Bieber, <laughs> I must say. <laughs> Unless he's doing a concert which we make some money from. But you almost certainly haven't seen Justin Bieber play, so give him a chance. Well, exactly. That's fair. Everyone he's a talented a young man. I've seen, I, I've seen him play, actually. I've seen him. He's decent. No, it was him and, him and Leo Messi um, taking pot shots at the goal. He was he was all right. I mean, growing up in America, pretty much every kid's Canada. Good Canada. Goodbye, everyone. I want to resign. <laughs> I would like to resign from the football ramble. <laughs> and, and, hang on, wait. I thought he was just from America, so why are you bothered? Pete, why do you man, know that Justin Bieber's from Canada? There's one man in this room. Bieber. There's one man in this room who run who works on a pop music radio station. Pop music. Yeah. We play That's what stilt the kids skin. call it. That's what all the kids call it. <laughs> we play Stiltskin and Nickelback. Luke. You probably think Stiltskin was from, from England. I know you? Drake's from oh, Canada. Right. Put it another way, Pete. You're the only person in this room who I've honestly seen wearing a Justin Bieber t shirt. That's true, yeah. I have. Yeah. <laughs> so you should know better. Uh, okay. Who are your top three Canadians? Yeah. <laughs> Donald Trump. Brian Adams. Yeah. Arcade Fire. Celine Uncle Dion. Sam. Celine Dion. Dion. Yeah. Uncle Sam. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, there we are. Maybe we will have that, everybody. Justin Bieber's been seen in an Arsenal shirt. Yeah. Spurs fans will be uh, the most, one the most famous Arsenal fan since Osama bin Laden. Yeah, maybe. that's true, yeah. yeah. I mean, what I would say is you all criticise me. London, I mean, Arsenal weren't originally where they're from. No, that's true. So, right? so they moved. Justin Bieber's American. Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah, well, I mean, he's not living where he originally uh, sprung up from, I suppose. So, in a way, he is the North American Arsenal. And yeah. I didn't get I didn't, I didn't get the two good mix up, but Marcus, last week, I believe you regarded Toronto as being part of uh, yeah, the US. Right. So, uh, did I? You did. Yeah. What did I say? You said Toronto's part of America, Marcus. I never said that. Well, Geogra- geography corrections. Yeah. I, said, I said MLS. MLS, okay. which is fair enough. Okay, fair dues. <laughs> to, to be honest, I can't exactly remember what they say, but they were in the MLS Cup final. I just remember someone complaining on Twitter, and I believe that person more than I believe the person I hang out with oh, every right, week, okay, so well, fair dues. It is, it's not as bad as Woolwich Bieber, though, is it? Woolwich <laughs> <laughs> Bieber. He must be punished. Um, uh, <laughs> Arsenal did lose 2-1 to Everton at Goodison Park. Stupid. Uh, a <laughs> Stupid. Stupid. Pulsating finish to that match. It was brilliant, wasn't it? I thought it was great because obviously we've seen goalkeepers go up for corners before. (laughs) Czech, not only did he go up for the corner, he stuck around. He He was actually caught ball watching at one moment. (laughs) (laughs) The ball knocking around. It was great. He was behind um, Stekelenberg at one point as well, which just looked really weird. The two keepers were right. He was loitering with intent. (laughs) During uh, during the play, the two goalkeepers at one point were stood side by side. Hmm. Which is wonderful. Really. You don't see it very often. It's one of those things like uh, seeing an outfield player and goal. You like to see more yeah, of it. Very much so, yeah. Uh, but Arsenal did lose um, the game. Uh, Ronald Koeman had a little jibe 
at Big Veng in the uh, in the, the 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 presser after the game because uh, Wenger was of course moaning about the referee yeah. and Kuban dropped in the chat that he'd beaten Arsenal three times at home in the Premier's manager and each time it is the the referee's fault. Well, Wenger yeah. hates um, Clattenburg and I think he, does. he consistently hates him. And my research tells me that it was. It's mostly uh, stems from the start of the year when they lost one 0 to Chelsea. Remember, Mertesacker got sent off really early on for a professional yeah. foul, and and it was uh, it, it was, was Costa who scored. Yeah. And they won one mm. 0 I think it was at the Emirates. Yeah, and um, Wenger was annoyed about that, even though it was a quite clear cut from what I remember. And ever since, he's had a bit of a dig at Klatz Ever since, I think it's, it's quite rare for him to be like that. I think he'll probably get fined for that. Join the Mourinho club. Yeah, Mourinho, exactly. Mourinho well, last he should night. do if he's a singling well, out referee. Did, did you see Mourinho last night? Refused to comment on anything to do with any referee. Brilliant. There was quite a lot of controversial referee decision in the Man United at the Crystal Palace Manchester United game last night. Mm. Uh, and, and Mourinho refused to comment on any of them. There was that great picture you put us on the WhatsApp thread of Mourinho basically gumming someone's elbow. Zlatan. Was it Zlatan's yeah. elbow? Oh, he loves Zlatan. Because yeah. Zlatan's basically scored Ooh. all the goals for them. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> just, he's just going to suck him to show his appreciation. Yeah. The reason why Mourinho didn't. Mourinho <laughs> That's how a lot of my friends it. do it. High <laughs> <laughs> five, guys. Um, it, they won the game, so he he will just about refrain from not saying anything. But of course, yeah. he's, he's having a dig at everybody. Really. Because, because but the th- oh, reason I, I bring it up is because there was a point in the game. Obviously, Zlatan scored a brilliant goal uh, to win it, to win the match. But before that, United had a goal disallowed erroneously for That's offside. Right. Mm. Uh, and I would have been interested to see if Mourinho would have been to hold his tongue mm, in that yeah. situation because oh. he's been fined so many times recently. The refereeing did go their way as well. They got, I thought the, the referee was absolutely appalling. The first goal which shouldn't have stood. No, that's right, yeah. But then, but then they had a goal, goal erroneously ruled out. Mm. Uh, so it, Pawson, who was, who was refereeing the game, he was, oh, I don't want to have a go at referee, especially as... Yeah, I've written about them in, in the book we wrote. You don't want to get a one well, no, podcast. I, no, no, I, 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 no, because I, when, I, when I wrote about them, I, found, I ended up feeling really sorry for them and sure. that was how difficult it was. So it feels a bit hypocritical to then go, oh, yeah, they were terrible. But he was genuinely really bad. Well, you, when you judge, hypocritical you, doesn't mean you're wrong. No, <laughs> but you judge people on the level of player they're at, don't you? So yeah. you judge them as a Premier League referee. Yeah, he had a poor game. And that was not a, a, that was a poor game. game. Should, should you be allowed to comment on the referee at all? Because surely, if the referee's decisions are wrong, you would have thought that the... the um, I don't know what, what would it be well, the governing body for the referees. But Marcus, in, in the most recent um, Acast Plus uh, interview I did with, yes. with Howard Webb, yes, and he said quite a few times he would prefer um, he would prefer if referees or if he was able to um, Defend- to, to comment yeah. to, to say why because he said and the most the greatest example of that was the World Cup final in 2010 mm-hmm. where he didn't send off Nigel De Jong and he said I was behind um, who was it who was it uh, Nigel De Jong hit. Javi Alonso, was it? Uh, possibly mm. Javi Alonso. I was behind Javi Alonso. I didn't actually see the karate kick into the chest. I just saw it coming together. And when the Spanish players um, went crazy about it, a lot of them were pointing to the ball. And, they were, and he thought they were pointing to the fact they wanted an advantage. And they were going crazy about uh, that. Right. But they were going crazy about um, the, the actual challenge. Yeah. And he said he got, hammered, he got hammered in the press for that over and over again. And because there was no football after that for ages, he, became, mm. he was in the press a lot longer than he would have been normally. Mm-hmm. He said if they'd allowed him to, he could have come out and said exactly what had happened. Mm-hmm. And it would have been a lot better, not just for him, but for referees in general. So right. I do think there are some referees, certainly at the very top level, who would like to come out and say something. So there's not a vacuum there for anyone to, but, to talk but, about. But, and that's a fair point. But and that's then... available on Acast Plus to download now, by the way, to all subscribers. It's only one ninety nine a month. And you get ad-free rambles. There you go. Mm, there we are. And, and all the previous specials. Mm. That's right. And then that interview is well worth it. But um, but then you would get yourself in a bit of a sticky situation where if a referee then didn't come out and defend himself or explain himself, then you could be yeah. 
I don't know. Well, there, there will be some... Phil Neville would just tell them to shut up but, anyway. Yeah, but there will be some situations where they're not going to be able to. It's not always going to be relevant. If they make a massive howler sort of mm. three weeks in a row, they can't mm. just keep coming out and saying it because they're going to do themselves out mm. of a job. You so gave the throw in the wrong way. It's, it's, a, de- it's a delicate <laughs> balance could, could to then, be struck. Could there not be a referees um, association um, representative who just does it every week and just sort of goes, look, God, imagine it? that job. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just see Graham Kelly every four weeks yeah. going, oh, sorry, I'm a bit like, weird, um, aren't I? Be like that press secretary for Saddam Hussein. <laughs> <in> <laughs> Ali. Comical Ali, yeah. Chemical. Poor, poor, poor bastard. Yeah, but it became comical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Forgive me. Right, we're going to talk about Everton versus Liverpool after this. I'm so fancy. But you already know. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the football ramble. I'm so fancy. But you already know. Just sensational. Sensational. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to the preview show, everybody. That's right, it's Merseyside derby time. Mm. Another thigh rubber. I, 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 yeah, I, I, of course. I piped up and said uh, Manchester City versus Arsenal is the fifth thigh rubber of the weekend. I mean, technically it's on a Monday night, so... Only Pete Donaldson can judge definitively, but I would suggest that the Merseyside derby is automatically a thigh rubber. Mm. Of course mm. it is. It's Klopp versus Koeman. It is, and we were talking a week or so ago about how um, Everton were in a bad run of form, and mm-hmm. Koeman actually came out and said after the game, before the game against Arsenal, I forget who they're playing, but he said what we need is an, a game like Arsenal and a game like Liverpool to get us going because mm. we've not got the focus. Mm. And I thought that at the time, I thought, mm, that's a bit ambitious. But it proved, it. I mean, they, they, they were really up for it against Arsenal. Liverpool will be the same against Liverpool. Sorry, Liverpool are unbeaten against Everton in 11 games. Wow. Which is, that's a I long run. I realise that. That yeah. is a really good record. But they don't have Brendan Rodgers in charge anymore, Jim. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> you know? How do we know how honest the group is? <laughs> Or those set of results. Yeah. Um, uh, but it was a much better win, a uh, much better result, rather, for Liverpool away to Middlesbrough. That looked like the, the Liverpool that we've sort of come to expect under yeah. Jurgen Klopp. One of their goals was an absolute apex of Jurgen Klopp style <laughs> goal, yeah. where they just pressured, 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 and then bang, 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 <laughs> and it was a goal. Heavy metal goal. And earlier in the season, we saw them struggle against Sunderland to break Sunderland down mm. away from home. They ended up winning the game 2 0, but it took them. I ages. think that was at, at Anfield. Oh, it was at Anfield, yeah. sorry. So again, against sort of lesser, in quotes, teams. They can struggle to break if they don't score early. Um, and, and against Millersburg, that obviously wasn't the case and they were able to sort of steamroll them, really. Um, they had Mignolet back in goal after Karius had come under heavy criticism yeah. that we mentioned earlier on in the show. I'm not sure how I feel about that, really. Yeah, the Neville brothers sort of double-teamed him. It's a bit <laughs> grim, this, isn't it? Mm. Like a tag team. Uh, Klopp, uh, Klopp came out with a lot of credit, I think. He, he sort of basically explained, I don't. he's young enough to, to, mm-hmm. to uh, the point of his career where I don't have to put him in to get him through this. But you do sort of think, you'd probably keep a clean sheet against Middlesbrough, so it's probably a decent mm. yeah. time to play I, it, yeah. I mean bearing in mind what fixtures they've got next he's not going to be in, in net for um, the the derby yeah, is yeah. he but mm. Klopp one of his quotes really made me laugh because he said I'm not interested in public pressure I'm interested in the boy 
<laughs> like Jarrah from Labyrinth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Lovely ref. It's, it's always a bit, a bit of a paradox because if you drop a goalkeeper when they're struggling for confidence, obviously the, yes. the, the perceived wisdom is it makes them less confident and mm-hmm. it makes it harder for them. And uh, the thing I find a bit distasteful about Neville, the Neville brothers talking, uh, and it was actually Carragher as well, by the way, not, yes, just, it was, not yeah. just those two, um, about Carragher, is they were... They were making out that you needed to get to some sort of like minimum state of yeah. experience or, or credibility before you're actually allowed to talk back. Mm. And what what actually happened was, Carrius was scheduled to do a, a regular media commitment mm. interview, and um, then they were beat. Then they, then they had this game, which was you know obviously had a bit of a stinker. Never stinker. He made a mistake or yep. two. And and what what I saw reported was that. A lot of clubs would have taken him out the foreign line and not, and not made him do the interview. But apparently, he wanted to do it. Right. He wanted the right to reply, and he is quite experienced for a player, for a goalkeeper of his age. I think he's twenty-three, but he's got over a hundred top-flight prints under mm. his belt already. So he obviously has got a brain in his head, and he wants to defend mm. himself, which is, I think is absolutely fair enough. Mm. And for them to then say, "Oh, well, he should just keep his mouth shut," it, to me, it's completely distasteful. Well, for, for a modern, for, right for two reply. players who haven't been out of the game for very long as well, which I don't—that's what I don't understand. Quite, with, an obvious, with an obvious agenda as well, so they know what it's like, and they mm. also. They are also the type of pundits, and, and we all are to an extent, who will bemoan the fact that there are no characters in the game anymore, in quotes. Or mm. people just do media-trained post-match interviews, and mm. that's it. But then when you do get a bit back, and you want to, maybe yeah. you could turn that potentially into quite an entertaining but constructive discussion, you just want to completely shut it down. I think that's ridiculous. Which shows, it shows that the pundits... Pathetic. Well, it shows that the pundits, <laughs> it's all right for them to, you know, obviously say what they want about people, and then when somebody says something yeah. back, it's... it's yeah, I mean, but, but they, but they have their right of reply, and you're, you're right, Luke, that, that nonsense about, you know, like, oh, you, sh- you have to earn your right to reply through experience, it's just simply not true of no. life, is it? It's, no. it's absolute rubbish. And also, he, as you say, he is experienced in another league, but they sort of seem to just utterly disregard that. Yeah, I know, like, it didn't even exist. But Pete's right on what he says, though, actually, going back to the, to the football itself, obviously he's not going to drop Mini now, because he kept a clean sheet away to Middlesbrough, mm. and they've got a big game coming up, and they want the most confident goalkeeper they can mm-hmm. get in, 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 in a Merseyside derby. So it's hard to know. I mean, you say it's hard to know when Carriers is going to come back. Many ladies always got a clanger in him anyway. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> you can't keep rotating the goalkeepers around. One makes a clanger, right? You're out. Klopp knows Carriers better than all of us do. And actually, he could think to himself, I know the temperament of the player. This is going to make him better to come back. He's going to think right and he's going to really work on it. He's going to focus more on all the rest of it and he'll, and he'll be more ready when he gets his chance again. You know, it, That's it, true. It that. I don't think, by the way, I don't think for one second that Klopp gives, it, gives a shit. You know? I mean, the, no. the interesting thing about him signing Carrius is that I believe he signed him from Mainz. Mm-hmm. Who, um, which is where he Klopp spent the majority of his playing mm-hmm. and managerial career. So obviously he's got contacts there. He knows the player well. He's going to know the, the fibre of his character. He's going to be absolutely convinced he's the right fit. He's not just gone out there like a like some of these like billionaire club owners to just buy a keeper and go, there you go. He's obviously mm. researched it. So clearly it's a long-term signing. And I don't think it's fair anyway, in the first instance, to write off Carriage as not being technically good enough, which is what I think Jeremy Carrick has said in the, in the immediate aftermath of the game. Because he let in that free kick um, against uh, Dimitri Payet, wasn't it? And they said, oh, you know, I'm, not, I'm, I'm less worried about a goalkeeper coming off the line and making a poor decision because he's not got that much experience. But when you see him letting that free kick in, he just, he's just not technically good enough, which, is, which to me is an outrageously sweeping statement. I mean, yeah. I, no, I, no player at his level is technically poor. No, they, it, they can't be yeah. in that position. I recall People... that sweeping statement, and you can only imagine what it takes for me to record it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can you imagine uh, people... Can you imagine um, if you showed um, Klopp David James's uh, performances well, in the late 90s? You know, you well, up front, first, up well, front no, first, no, in, in net for Liverpool, Mr. S- Mr. Flappy. Oh, yeah. Mr. Mr. Video Games. Big night on the computer games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. I wonder if Carriers hasn't just come up with a really ingenious way to get Christmas off. 
Yeah. Well, now, now everyone knows about the yellow card. Keep thinking. Yeah. Cariasmus. Yeah. Sergio Aguero is sending everyone picture text messages of him with his feet up in front of the fire. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, next, to, next to Nolan. Everyone yeah. wants a bit of that action. Yeah. <laughs> Although they won't have the fire on from the southern hemisphere, it'd be very warm this time of year in Argentina. Well, have the f- yeah, but he'd be on the barbecue, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. The fire yeah. would be outside <laughs> at night. Nice, <laughs> nice recovery. That's, That's all right. Um, but I did like, uh, just before we move on, I did like the fact that Klopp said to Gary and everyone, he went, oh, by the way, I'm not on Twitter, so um, what you say on there, you, you won't be able to get that through to me. Oh,いいですね。いいですね。いいですね。いいですね。いいですね。いいですね。いいですね。いいですね。いいですね。いいですね。いいですね。いいですね。いいですね。いいですね。いいですね。いいですね。いいですね。いいですね。いいですね。い
in the back of his car, <laughs> and you will win this game. So we'll be naked headbutts all round. Side of Berahino back from fat camp, sitting there thinking, "Don't pick me, don't pick me." It's just he's at home, like just awake at night. Sido, 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 can you lend me some money, Sido? Let's get that move on. Come on. If Sido Berahino leaves the club for three point seven five million, I won't say anymore. You can imagine him calling Sido up from the bench in the middle of the game. Sido, come over, come over. Starts taking the tracks off. No, no, let me a tenner. But Manchester United back to back wins in the in the Premier League. He shouldn't really have to point that out for a Manchester United team. I think, although for me, I'm a bit torn here because last last show we talked about them looking a bit disjointed, looking a little bit. I think one of us, I forget, I genuinely forget it was. Well, they are disjointed. A bit all over the place, and that game they won last time round before the Palace game was the first Premier League game they won at home for for quite a while. Was yourself? No, I said that bit, yeah, okay. I, I said that bit. But when I saw them against Palace, I actually thought they controlled the game pretty well. Mm, and mm. for large parts of it, they, they looked really good. I mean, mm. they did look decent. What a so, save from De Gea. Uh, it was a fantastic save. Yeah. Clawed it right at the top mm. corner. It was a fantastic save. But they do look, very, very occasionally during games, really vulnerable. And Palace were able to carve them open with a nice move, but it was fairly easy. Mm-hmm. And you wonder whether that's going to be the undoing for them because Mourinho's teams don't tend to do that type of thing. Mm. Um, and I think he's struggling to really get that sort of tightness. He's about trying him. to get them going. Did he wind Marcos Rojo up a little bit too much? God, I think... He, I, I know this is probably not going to be the majority of you, but I think he's an awful defender. Mm. I think he's bad, Mark. I mean, his surname... Well, if he's diving in with two feet every time, that yeah. is the mark of a poor defender. I'm sure a lot of people have said this, but his surname in Spanish, it does mean red. Red, does it? Mm. Yeah. Uh, Rondon against um, Rojo, fake hard man Rojo, as you've called yeah. him before, Luke. It's going to be an interesting one. It's going to be a tough ask. Rocco if, is, if Rocco plays. Rocco is living testament to the fact that you can cover yourself in tattoos and be from Argentina and not necessarily be hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's not many people who would uh, fit the, the not hard man bill with that. It seems to it's make... one step below you calling him out, this. Yeah, no, I don't want to do that. He's definitely, he's, he's definitely hard enough to beat me up. But, but the other thing about <laughs> Rocco is that, do you remember there would be a time when you'd have players who would commit terrible fouls and do things that are clearly not in the rules? Mm. Like Vinnie Jones, for example. Mm. That, that, mm. Like, that video we put up on YouTube a while back of Vinnie Jones taking out Eric Cantona. Oh, Vintage Vinnie Jones. It's waist high. It is. But at no point does Vinnie Jones start giving it all that one and go, no, to the referee, what are you doing? Waving away like it's not a card. He just takes his medicine. Marcus Rocco's a great um, exponent of doing that type of challenge and then moaning about it. You You could get a lot of medicine back in the day. I'll tell you, he used to do that as well. It does that all the time. Mascherano does that all the time. Yeah, well, I was about to say, though, and this does make me sound like a little Englander, it's obviously not one to do, but that is quite prevalent with Argentinian players and a lot of players who are from other footballing cultures. It's known in Argentina. Argentina is a Creole's cunning, which is the English translation of what they call it. I think it's Creole of Viveza or something like that. Okay. Where it is a very much a recognised tactic to just to just try and get away with bending the rules, or in, yeah. in fact, outright breaking them sometimes. Well, well so I mean, <laughs> you know, there, there is a culture of it. I mean, Argentina is a it's a wonderful country. Uh, it really is. Uh, but in footballing terms, though, they are quite well known for being able to dish it out and never taking it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a strong sense, isn't it? That's a strong sense, isn't it? If I'm wow. offered that Marcus Rocco, he's just offered that a whole no, country. No, no, he's just <laughs> sunk the Belgrano with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but as... It's like Alan Wicker pissing way, on the Alamo. Despite that noise, it's not a laughing matter. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I'm glad you brought it back. No, no, sorry, right. Marcus, I'll, I'll stick up for you there. I mean, Jim's Thanks. absolutely right, but I'll stick up for you there. <laughs> What I mean is, but if you look at some of the behaviour of some of the Argentinian players, I mean, Sir Alf Ramsey didn't want them to, to, to swap shirts with England players, but when they... Um, well, the they. 
Yeah, he did call them animals, didn't he? Yeah, he did, he did call them animals. <laughs> yeah. And that, that, I think that match, um, the World Cup match that we're referring to, is known as the robbery of the century in Argentina. <laughs> 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 but when, but when they were playing, they, when they were playing against Germany in 2006, when the German players were going up to take their penalties, you know, they were they were shouting, they were you know, in cricket terms, slating them, or sledging, sledging, sledging. Yeah. So they were sledging them, all this kind of stuff. And then if, if somebody, I think one of the German players turned around and like smiled, and maybe it was Podolski and he scored, and they all went absolutely mental. At yeah, him. yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's that kind of vibe that a but few of their players. Have been go oh, okay. I'm not, I didn't generalise the. Oh, there was a, there was I love Argentinian <laughs> football and culture, by the way. Oh. There was a. There was a, yeah. The caveat. It's fine. It's, yeah. We like strong, robust it's not, opinions. It's not it's a caveat. It's, it's a full-on drag bag here. In, <laughs> in, in, <laughs> the word, in the words of our foreign secretary Boris Johnson, a robust opinion. <laughs> that's what we like. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's all I can hear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Vehicle reversing. Marcus is rowing all the way back to the boathouse. Listen, I, all I was going to say and was... I'm veeing them all as I there, go. There was a, um, a period of time in the Argentinian league mm. where I think some someone crunched some numbers and worked out some... It, obviously, it turned out to be erroneous, but a correlation between the team who fouls the most mm-hmm. tends to win the most games. Yeah. Mm. And I think it was to do with some sort of intimidation or... And, and apparently a load of teams started doing it and to the point where it got ridiculous. That, mm-hmm. that, they were sending players off left, right and centre. I think there had to be some sort of like um, moratorium on it yeah. and that to stop it. So there, there is a history of... Argentina is probably the only, the, the only country in footballing terms which has got a reputation not only for silky skill and yes. amazing technique yep. but also being hard and yeah. kicking people which is one well. of the reasons why I do love Argentinian football and culture and the players that they've produced over the years and uh, the teams and, and so on and so forth but to finish that chat I mean, Jonathan Wilson's book about the history of Argentina is called Angels with Dirty Faces that's all you need but to anyway, know there. Man, I think West Brom will <laughs> smell blood here when United comes to town I think they know United can be got at I think United obviously will be keen to keep their, their run going that's obvious but there's not. I mean, it's, it's, I wouldn't dissuade people from, from thinking that West Brom could win this game. I mean, yeah, Man United are now six to four with Bet three six five to finish in this season's top four. Um, it's an interesting market. That I, I've mentioned that a couple of weeks ago. It's something to keep an eye on because the price does change a lot. Because I don't think people can work them out properly yet. Um, so six to four Bet three six five. So ten pound on that can net you twenty five pound, including your stake. Um, should Jose's boys uh, go on a run? And as Marcus said earlier, they're only six points off it currently. Very true. Um, we move on to the the big South Coast derby. It's Bournemouth versus Southampton. I think it's, it's not the. It's, it's a South Coast derby. <laughs> 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 I, 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 I nearly scripted uh, oh, that. Gobble down the bait. Well, it's not me saying. It's not me saying. Oh, it's the big. It's the big Northeast derby. Middlesbrough versus Hartlepool. You know I mean? it's no, not, Middlesbrough versus Sunderland because it currently is because they're yeah, both yeah. in the top flight. True. Matt Letitia is better than any player that's ever played for Portsmouth. <laughs> Even Robert Prozinecki. <laughs> An awful lot of discipline yeah. shown by Luke Moore there. Imagine um, if all of Southampton's youth team players came back at the same time. Yeah, yeah that's what, true. what a force they'd be. What a force they'd be. Yep. Um, but they won't, Peter. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What's their Walcott? Might never know. Yeah. Yeah. Gareth Bale's long I gone. See, I can see Phil Walcott getting a move to Southampton. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. yeah, both sides are on twenty-one points. Southampton ahead of ninth, Bournemouth in tenth. Jack Wilshire is um has played more minutes this season than he has in the last two years at Arsenal. You have to go back to the <laughs> that is funny. Isn't yeah. that I mean, he's telling he and funny. He's been injured for pretty much all of those seasons though. So yeah. it's a slightly slightly naughty stat. But that's the point. <laughs> that's the point though, isn't it? Arsenal can't get their players fit. That's, oh. Isn't that the point? Now he's precious about their team. <laughs> 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 it goes that's the reason I don't mind it. It always goes around. Yep. Always goes around. <laughs> 
It'll be Donaldson next, and then we'll start talking about Rangers. Yeah. Spells will get the arse on. Top, need, top the league, mate. Not bothered. Need, <laughs> needless to say, Luke and Portsmouth had the last laugh. <laughs> Which we never seem to do in everyday <laughs> life. Take them all you can, mate. Hey, you, you remember an FA Cup win, all right? A lot of, lot of people will never see their uh, team win the FA Cup. <laughs> the memory is fading, but I do still remember. Stop drinking, then. It's very hazy. Wilshire, though, he hasn't scored a registered assist yet this season, but he is beginning to, well, dominate games perhaps might be too strong, but he's certainly having a big influence. He plays from quite deep, though, doesn't he? Do you know what stats I... That's right, Jim, and I was going to say, the the, the stat I quite like at the moment is... um, how what percentage of games are won with that player in the team and and what aren't? Because yes. we talked about Kazola being really important. Mm. I think we've talked about um, Jermaine Defoe being really important for Sunderland. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll be interested to know. What, I don't know, but I'll be interested to know what they are with Wilshire in the team for Bournemouth. Well, that's that with Michael Carrick. Carrick is a great we, we, one. Carrick, Carrick is, is is such such a good player, such a good midfield player. That's that to me. When you've got a player who isn't really going to contribute that many goals or assists, because he never really scored that many goals at Arsenal. No, he's never been prolific. So so it would be it'd be nice to know how how um, how influential he's being for that team mm. more generally. Also for the, for their style of play, they are very positive, aren't they? They are, like they do go f- forward a lot, and um, you know they try to sort of take take the game to whoever they're playing, pretty much, and to do that. Uh, and do it successfully, especially in a league like the Premier League. You've you've got to be pretty robust in, in at the base of midfield, and that that is something he provides, and he, he mm. distributes the ball very well, um, quickly. Uh, I, I don't think pressure, I don't think so. he'll go back to Arsenal. By the way, I don't, I, I don't know if he will either. It'd be interesting to see what happens to him, because he's not um, he's not exactly having digs at Arsenal on social media or anything like that. But he doesn't. And rightly you know, so. You're, you're, no, <laughs> no, but he's, no, but he's quite. Um, he's been very sort of um, sort of pro pro Bournemouth and very sort of embracing his new sort of club and I wonder if that's him sort of just actually kind of expressing that he's thinking about the future and that, that you know that might not be at Arsenal he's probably more free to do it I mean if you go to a club like Bournemouth and you're Jack Wilshere you'd probably the biggest name that's ever played for the club in their history and so if you start saying, oh, you know, come on Bournemouth and, and, and G them up from your Twitter account or wherever yeah, you may be doing it, that, they would absolutely love it. Whereas Arsenal is a much more controlled environment for obvious reasons. Um, although it hasn't controlled him that much. You remember when he was uh, hiding behind the bins after outside that <laughs> nightclub? Yeah. Talking about naughty man bins. <laughs> at, least, at least he did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not very well, though, because he was no. literally seen. <laughs> We're talking about it, Jim. <laughs> Who knows although, how many other bins he's hid behind? Well, there we yeah. are. Maybe he might be amazing at it. Yeah, he could be. He could hide behind a boy on the yeah. south coast. Yeah, he could. <laughs> Do you know what they call a boy in America? Buoy. Yeah, oh, they do, don't they? That's how it's spelled, though, isn't it? Sort of, yeah. yeah. Anyway, speaking of buoys, boys, <laughs> boys in black and red for Bournemouth. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> £10 on Bournemouth to beat Southampton at 15-8 to 8 with better 365 will return you £28.75 including your stakes so mm. they could have the best uh, to be fair I've got no beef with Bournemouth as a Portsmouth fan I'd like to sit and beat Southampton I'm, I'm I've got no, no beef with Bournemouth as a Portsmouth fan no. that's just an enjoyable thing to hear mate. I've got yeah, no beef that. with Port- Bournemouth oh, I can't do it again yeah. <laughs> what's our bet of the week Luke? our bet of the week is we're going all the way back up to Goodison Park Ooh. from the south coast stupid um, which would be <laughs> I think uh, A303 M3 M25 M1 and then it gets a bit hazy after that but yep. that's where we're going uh-huh. um, over three and a half goals in Everton versus Liverpool is seven to four with bet 365 we're going to have a little t- tickle on that £50 returns £137.50 including our stake with all proceeds going to Prostate Cancer Dakota UK um, you must be over the age of 18 to bet and please gamble responsibly and for more information do go to uh, gambleaware.co.uk lovely old job before Pete goes to the emails um, uh, I thought that the Chelsea's good run in the Premier League were gonna come up, was going to come up as a topic of conversation it obviously didn't they've won how many goals ten, ten in the row now um, worth pointing out uh, that Juventus are going for their 25th home win in a row yeah. when they play Rome at the weekend wow. so that was worth mentioning as a lovely little stat and that's a big one again. 25 Rome. home wins in a row yeah, 
Different gravy granules, Peter. Mm. Give us some emails, you bugger. Uh, rude. Uh, this is from Andy Duncan. A hi, chaps. My highlight of the week was uh, definitely... I'm doing the highlight of the week that we didn't fine, use last, fine, fine, fine. Last, last, last show. Uh, was the continuation of Howling Mad Marcus' bizarre statements. Last week, it was an inexplicable defence of uh, Alan Pardew uh, and his below-average managerial record. This week, it was denying evolution, which he didn't actually do. No, yeah. uh, a suggestion. Well, we've, we've all heard him do it. Well, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> the Pardew one, I didn't, I didn't defend him. I said, I said, you know, actually, well, it, 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 let's... Played a bit of devil's advocate there, yeah. and, uh, okay, and the, di- the devil into everything. And, and uh, the dinosaur bones were for God to test us. Chicken um, bones. What? Chicken <laughs> bones. Um, um, no, I've never denied evolution. I, Carry on. So he's, <laughs> right, he's wrong on both. He's wrong on both. He's not doing very well. I have to say, I, I did hoist up that particular straw man. Yeah, uh, for just a bit, for a job. For a bit of fun. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and it's, it's worked really. massively. What's, what's the man's name? Uh, it is Andy Duncan. Yeah, Andy, you've fallen for that. Hook line <laughs> sinker. So thanks for providing us with our content. Well, got, well, I got Howlin' Mad Marcus Howlin' Mad, didn't it? Um, he goes on to say, uh, Marcus... Oh, let me finish the email. And he goes Why? on to continue, a suggestion that this Real Madrid team isn't that great. The same Madrid side who've won two of the three Champions Leagues and are 30-plus games unbeaten. To my mind, there are only two expla- explanations for you being a bit crazy, Speller. Either you're having a bit of a wobble, and we should expect a Keegan-esque video of him bawling about the lads from Football Weekly. They've got to analyse <laughs> Borough versus Swansea and come up with something, and I'll tell you what, I will love it. Love it if we outrank them on iTunes. Or he's putting in a series of displays so woefully bad he's trying to get Christmas off. Oh, is that, could that Marcus? be the yes. point? You are, you are the the the, um, the king of this show in, in this court. And just yes. leave it there. No, no, um, I, I was, no, I was actually going to go further. I was going to say if I was on the emails, that wouldn't have made it in, mate. I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate that very much. Also, so, that, that Zidane's Real Madrid haven't won two Champions Leagues. No, they haven't. But no. the point I was making um, th- th- with Zidane's Real Madrid, I said, and he's doing this with not a classic Real Madrid side. And then Jim actually corrected me and said, actually, if we look at some of their players, and I went, well, yeah, okay, yeah, maybe I might be wrong there. Um, so up yours, Andy. Yeah. But thanks yeah. for emailing in. Yeah. Good. If you want to email with the corrections and clarifications email next week, you're more than welcome to do something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello to Sandeep Singhman, the commentator on Match of the Day describing Jeff Hendricks' Screamer as one for the family album. <laughs> Here's your Auntie Jane. That's your Uncle Alan, and this one I twatted in against Bond. <laughs> <laughs> he, could, he could do that. Because you know you can get Pete. You know you'll know this better than me. I'm pretty sure you can get photo frames that are electronically displayed now, right? Yes, mm. and they're sort of. Oh, they, they could they, show they do a video. videos. Or I not? think they probably do, don't they? Stick that on the mantle. It's a waste of electricity. Go. Friend of the show, Murray James, has shown me a, a picture of. Uh, he he WhatsApp me, me a picture of him uh, watching uh, on Netflix like a fire video that you can stream. Oh, Christmas like fire a Christmas thing. fire. Yeah, yeah. All those knots and ones being transmitted all the way from Blum and Iceland, a server in Iceland, mm. dynamically. And also, you can't watch TV while that's on. No, it's on Netflix. Well, it's, no, well, yeah, but it's just a That's it's just a waste stupid. of time. It's just a waste of time for everyone. And electricity, I think. I don't Agreed. know. Is but, this a but, new section? A white gripes. No, a new section. A waste of time for everyone. Start a show with it. I'd argue this show very much fits the bill. Josh in South Wales. Hello, chaps. Long time listener, first time emailer, and dairy farmer here. At the start of Pete's tarmacking the elderly rant in the previous show, he said that Mike Levis should stop pretending to be a farmer. I thought I should inform you guys that as recently as 2014, his dairy won the prestigious Gold Cup. Since its inception in 1920, the Gold Cup has uh, been the most coveted award in the dairy industry and the trophy is regarded as an award for an all-round excellent performance, although it is widely acknowledged that giving the award was a PR stunt and he didn't deserve it at all. Oh, so, Josh oh, in South Wales. Not, not, back. not annoyed that he didn't win it at all. <laughs> but you know, speaking of that, I, um, I, was, um, I was on Twitter the day before yesterday 
and someone tweeted us, mm. and I, 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 I didn't recognise the name or anything like that, but mm. it was quite a funny tweet, so I clicked in their profile, came up, official farmer of the ramble. Oh. I don't even remember giving it to him. <laughs> so if he's claimed that... If, we, had, we had some funny Coca-Cola. <laughs> if you're listening to this, make yourself known, because yeah. I want to confirm that. Official farmer of the ramble. Gordon Bennett, there we are. <laughs> um, uh, any more for any more? No. That, well, <laughs> well, thanks very much for listening to the preview show mm. sponsored by Bet365. It is nearly Christmas. You'll probably need a new book. The Football Ramble book is out. Yeah. Get it. Go and get it now. That's quite a, do you want a quick email about the book? Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course. Just, uh, just, it seems just, appropriate. It kind of works. It, it, I think it just shows the breadth of um, subjects we uh, tackle on yeah. the Football Ramble can I, book. Can I just say, he, he won't read an email out that could further our book sales, but he'll, he'll read one out have digging dig, at me. Have a dig incorrectly it. digging at me. Correctly. No, couple uh, of jabs against you is just what you need, mate. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I, I personally wouldn't let the email in, but I'm happy you got a couple of I'm jabs. just happy that Carrier Speller has a long <laughs> career in front of him. All right. Yeah. And he's Gary, not bothered. Gary Donaldson. When you've got, you got a few more shows under your belt, you can have a right to reply, right? <laughs> uh, Andreas Sanchez says, uh, I'm loving the audiobook of the Football Ramble, available at audible.co.uk forward slash football ramble, as well as other reputable online retailers. And the revelation of Pete's sexual awakening at the hands of Michelle Gale and her prince on top of the pops performing Sweetness. That's a great tune. Great pop tune. Great tune. Uh, and bring that great... in now. Bring it in. <laughs> I wonder, though, if amidst his heightened state of onanistic reverie, Pete noticed <laughs> Michelle cocking up her lip-syncing during the song, mouthing the words, Baby, while the backing song played Honey. That, for me, was the day that the music died, because he thought that Top of the Pops performances were actually live. Oh. So, in the words of Barry Davies, I say, I, I say, oh, I say. Oh, I say. Oh, I say. Did you email Oh, I say. No, that was Andres Sanchez. <laughs> I just wanted to cover... Andres Sanchez! <laughs> exactly the sort of name you would invent! Exactly the sort of name! Andres Sanchez! I wanted to... No, that was Andres Sanchez. I wanted to... I wanted to... Peter, the last thing you were in a bar in Surrey the other night. No, that was Andrew Sanchez. <laughs> I wanted that to cover must have off. Doctor Cornelius. It's like Jake Silver in Parks and Rec. I wanted to cover off the book plug, which is a, really hard to say. Have you got a secret life as a jazz trumpeter? <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. There we uh, are, that's it, I think. Uh, yeah. By the go. book, it's got Michelle Gale in it. Yeah. Say goodbye, Jim. I'm still not sure how that was a, was a plug for the book. I don't know. Did we mentioned the book. Yeah. I didn't think there was going to be one earlier but on. You mentioned the book about two seconds, they went and talked about Michelle Gale for about ten minutes. Let's just think about Michelle Gale for She's a bit. She's not in the book, that's what I'm saying. You, right. if anything, you need She's to mentioned in the book. We need yeah. to leave, we'll do it again. Say goodbye, Jim. <laughs> book. Then goodbye, Jim. Luke. <laughs> goodbye, that's me, I'm Luke, yeah, goodbye. <laughs> Say goodbye, uh, Peter. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.